unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Bottom. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hello. Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever the heck you are in the world. We appreciate you tuning in here, whether it's live or on the replay. We love you. You guys are our misfits for life. You're part of the kick-ass nation, so we love you. Appreciate you being here. As always, uh, we're looking forward to an awesome show once again here in 2021. And of course, we have our first rock star in the room, Mr. Larry Schneider. Larry, what's going on, rock star? Great to see you, brother. Thank you for being here. We got a great show ahead of us uh, with a very awesome guest. So I'm excited to bring her on here in just a minute. And Larry is live. I just popped my lip. I think I just busted my lip. I just popped my lip. I just popped my lip. But no, I just hit myself accidentally on something. <laughs> Truth be told. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. Here we are Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night. Just put it in your calendar, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10, 10, I can do the math, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a place where I bring you uh, amazing guests, amazing content that we can always make sure that we are pushing ourselves forward in our personal growth and our personal challenges. And the people that I bring on the, on the podcast here with you, the show with you are designed to be real people. They're people that have been through journeys like you and I that have figured out how we can, you know, totally maximize what it is that we're capable of and get out of our own way, get out of our own excuses, get out of our own negative belief systems. And that's one of the things that I'm excited to have my guest on for today. And just a reminder for you guys, uh, as always, um, go to the Ron and scripted page. Make sure you like that. Make sure you're in there. Um, sometimes we broadcast from there lately. We've been having a technical issue with StreamYard and broadcasting live directly to there. Um, but you know, make sure you guys go there. So without any further ado, I am excited tonight because I met this individual, uh, probably let's see, I'm bad at dates. So I'm going to say, I don't know, four or five months ago. Um, I was recently elected to the board of uh, help heal, help heal was super proud of that to be able to help that organization move forward. And simultaneously, another person was added to the board. So being newbies, we decided to have a zoom chat and just immediately just click, just had a great time talking and conversating and just being real about life. I mean, that's what raw and scripted is about is about being real in life. So I am super, super pumped and stoked. Try to say that at the same time, pumped and stoked, pumped. Hope stoked. Yes. Anyways, I am super pumped and super stoked to be able to welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show, Miss Alexandria Allfield. Woo! How are you doing, Alex? <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. So honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How's everything going for you this week so far? It's good. It's just been like a super positive, happy, enjoyable week so far. So just keeping up with the positive. Been excited about tonight. It's probably the most exciting Tuesday of COVID life at this point. <laughs> so I've been looking forward to it. It's party time. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you got to bring your dance shoes. What's up, Darlene Eaton? Uh, Darlene's one of our definite misfits for life. She says, hey, superstars. So thank you for being at the party, Darlene. You're going to love Alex or Alexandra, however you prefer to uh, to address her, but she's cool with either way. Um, yeah, let's just jump into it. You know, obviously you just mentioned COVID and you and I had talked previously a little bit about COVID. Uh, what's that experience been like for you? Has it been something that has caused you to redefine your purpose and your mission in life? Or has it been something that's caused you to kind of become stagnant or um, like just mediocre? What has that done for you? Thank you. Yeah, um, it's and I'm so excited to be here with you and, and kind of get into it and keep it real. Um, you know, I think. COVID as challenging and heartbreaking and awful as it's been, there's also been silver linings and incredible opportunities that we've experienced. I think for me, you know, prior to COVID, it was kind of just like, go, go, go all the time. You know, I've, I've, I've got this meeting and we've got an agenda and we're going to go through it and then on to the next and, you know, headphones in on the go, ego up, you know, just everybody's just so busy, you know. And people lost touch from that. People, oh, I'm so busy was the constant excuse, you know, that we would all use. And I found myself really kind of irritated in that life and thinking like, is anybody else tired of this? You know, I'm kind of sick of, 
I'm kind of sick of saying I'm busy because obviously that's bull, you know, like if if you want to see someone, you'll make them a priority. And um, so with COVID, once that started, you know, people were forced to stop and forced to be present and actually have real and meaningful conversations like our conversation, you know, a couple months ago when we connected and, you know, I think had it been COVID life, I don't know if that would have happened, you know, that, you know, you'd send out an email, hey, like excited to meet you guys. And someone actually responds, me too, let's talk, you know. And so I've really connected with a lot of beautiful people. Um, and the more people that I talk to about it, it seems like that's a trend. I mean, you know, to kind of just be present, be real with people and connect on a much more meaningful level as opposed to just kind of I've got 20 minutes for a coffee with you type of thing. So I've actually enjoyed that part of it. Nice, nice. I couldn't agree with you more. And we were, we had talked about that as 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 people who can be extroverts, like we could be part time extroverts and go out there and wow the crowd and do all that stuff. Yeah. At the same time, we're like really good, really good being introverts and kind of like going, wow, I get the solitude. I don't have to go out to meetings. I don't have to go to networking <laughs> events. I can sit in my I can sit in my in my G in my in my shorts and like be okay. I'm networking. Woo! I got a top on. You know, whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it's I awesome. I think I think people love that. Like I've got leggings on with my shirt and that's cool. I think everybody's doing that. You know, I've got my slippers on too. But, it, you know, I think it's tiring for people to be on all the time, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. And it's nice to kind of have some of that alone time to be on, but also look inward and, you know, kind of focus on your own growth as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's one thing that I could tell from somebody who's struggling. If they're constantly, constantly busy going from one thing to another, I'm like, what are you trying to avoid and staying so absolutely busy? And you're right. You know, being able, having this opportunity to like say, okay, stop, you know, everybody ever, the, one of the biggest excuses I get is the no excuses coach is like, Oh, I don't, Chris, I don't have enough time. I'm like, well, there's 24 hours in the day. Um, Disney did it. Uh, uh, Jordan did it. Uh, JLo does it. All these different people do it. So it's just a matter of what is your priority and how about how do you, how do you get out of your own way? Exactly. And through this process, people have had that opportunity to go, whoa, who am I? What is my identity? You know, with, with layoffs and whatever else going on, realizing they have family issues and hopefully be able to work on it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a huge reset button for all of us to be able to say, hey, let me draw with inside. And I love how you said that because that's where all the answers lie within. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your journey. Cause I know that, uh, you were like me, you were a former, uh, corporate person. I had a different <laughs> word in my head, but, uh, you were a former corporate person as well. And, yeah. uh, I can't remember if we talked about this when we talked before, but, um, I've come up with a term that I really love and people are digging on it. Um, when they're coming to see me for coaching, like, you know what? I love what you said about being comfortably miserable. Um, talk to us a little about your, your corporate journey, the journey up to corporate and, and kind of where you've, where you're stepping off into now. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I've enjoyed, you know, we've had some conversations about this. It's corporate life is, you know, it's amazing. And it's also, you know, it's a, it's a school, it's a training program for you. I think, you know, I, in my experience, my backgrounds in marketing, um, property management, real estate, channel partnerships, software, I've kind of done it all between Baltimore and DC. And you know, my experience has been wonderful. I've traveled all over the world. I've met amazing people. I've learned what I'm good at, what I suck at. You know, I've learned, um, you know, just a lot. I've failed a lot. I've won a lot. And, you know, through that process, um, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that have been given to me. Um, but I also was aware of, you know, discomfort, um, you know, being comfortably miserable, as you say, you know, um, feeling proud of yourself to be in a role in a title, something that you've worked for is wonderful. But I think when you actually stop and you think, gosh, you know, if I died tomorrow, life is really fragile. Is this where I would want to hang my hat? You know, and I think that really I've had some experiences in my life where I have almost died. I have realized how fragile life is at a young age. And I think that was the most amazing lesson I could have gained because life is so fast and life gives you so many opportunities to step into your own gifts. And people just, I love that you're the no excuses coach. Like that is just, 
it's your own crap. You have to get out of your own way. And at some point you kind of have to say, all right, I've done this. I've learned these things. I could continue this way or I could shift, take a risk and, you know, try to do my own thing. So I, you know, I think it's been interesting because in in my corporate, you know, the past six years, um, I noticed some trends in my own journey that um, I was getting hired by companies that were creating roles for me. I mean, the last four roles I had, it was just kind of meeting people and them saying, hey, I want to bring you in. We think we want to do this. We have no idea how to measure it. It's high risk. But we count on you to figure it out. You know, it's and it was that was exciting for me because I don't I don't like to be in the box. I like to be outside of the box. And I think a lot of people do. I think they want to people don't like or at least some of the people I'm closest with, they don't like being predictable. They like to be able to create something that comes from them and can leave an imprint and uh, make a difference. And anyway, I just realized that there was a trend there in my own um, in my own corporate history. And that was interesting. And I remember one one time in um, D.C., my CEO said to me, you know, one day when you're leading your own company and I, I was like totally humbled and shocked by that. And then I thought, well, I guess, you know, corporate America can be entrepreneurial, but in the end of the day, you have to take the risk with it. So it's been a journey. Um, it's been so wonderful. I've met amazing people, um, but I'm I'm in a place now where, I'm, you know, last year we started a company, my mother and I, and I couldn't be more fulfilled. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have the big salary, the big title yet or any of that. And it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, it's okay. And it's a different level of fulfillment that if I did die tomorrow, I'd be so happy being where I am. And I just, I try to encourage other people that because I think you forget, especially if you're young, that ego, life is easy. I'm good. I have 20, 30, 40 years to go. Not always true. So, you know, I just try to check myself and check those around me and, you know, really encourage people that, hey, you are amazing at this. Like you have to bring your gifts to the world while you have a chance. Yes, 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 yes. I echo that 1000%, 1000% Alex. Um, I love your passion and what it, and what it is that you're talking about because you obviously have been through it and experienced that and had the heartfelt emotions about what it meant to to make that jump. I want to go back a little bit. You, you started off and you kind of glazed over it a little bit. You talked about a near-death experience. Talk to us a little bit about that and what that wake-up call was for you. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I guess this was about five years ago. Um, I had no idea. All was good. And um, I was on an airplane and I was on a work trip. Um, I think I was going from Texas to Phoenix, Arizona. And it was just, you know, we were doing trade show life, software partnerships. It was super fun. And I hadn't been feeling that great. And I was on an airplane in coach, just like in one of those really tiny little seats. And I had this girl to the left of me. And I remember she had this big rock in her hand and she was just, you know, in ego mode, feeling all great planning her wedding. And then I had this like super sweet, like dad next to me that was really nice. And I just started passing out. And I ended up having a medical emergency and had and had a rupture and had to when we got off the plane was sent straight to the hospital and had to have emergency surgery. And it was um, I'll never forget, like my boss looked at me he's like, what's, what's happening? I'm like, I don't know this, you know, and I was I was young and cocky and I got this and, you know, it was totally a wake up call. And I remember, you know, the doctors in emergency looking at me saying like, you have to go in surgery now or you could die. And I think at the time I had like, I like my, I had like a half a liter of blood in my stomach and I couldn't move. And it was, um, it, I'm so glad it happened. I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but it was a horrific experience. It scared me. It woke me up to, tomorrow is never promised. I don't care how healthy anything you are, like you really never know. And um, 
thank God I was okay. And after that, I just realized, wow, like it's quick. It could really, that could be it. And um, so that impacted me and I'm, I was grateful for that. Um, and I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but I, I do think that's a wisdom that if you can learn that young and stay humble through that, it will help you make better decisions that provide opportunity to live your gifts. So. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> love that. Love that. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's the thing you've heard me talk about it. I do all my, no, all my Facebook posts with it. No regrets. Right. Yeah. And I think about that, you know, somebody, everybody, so everybody's playing the someday game. Oh, someday when the kids are growing up someday, when he does this or someday when this happens or whatever, they're playing that someday game. And they think that they're, they're guaranteed to retire. They're guaranteed to do all these things. And there's absolutely zero guarantee. I know of two people recently who have boom, gone like just gone. Just, I was just tripping out on one of them. I'm like, the guy was healthy as hell. Um, massively successful, massively happy. You know, I always try to put the things together. I'm like, what was it? What was it? Um, I have my thoughts on that. And I think it, I think it goes back to what you were saying before, you know, the amount of stress that we put on ourselves, yeah. you know, and, and being in that corporate job, I was talking with somebody else the other day. Actually, I had one of my good friends hit me up, um, from, uh, she works for monster energy. And she was like, she's like, yeah, I want to, I want to figure out how to do this transition thing and get out of this corporate situation. What advice do you have for people who are comfortably miserable? And, and, mm -hmm. you know, especially in this time where I'm just so glad to have a job, what kind of uh, suggestions would you give to people as far as thinking in their mindset, what they could do to plan to make that exit strategy if they want to get out of that corporate life? Wow. I mean, that's such a great question. And I, you know, I've, I've asked myself that when I was in it and I think, you know, I, you it all the timing always has to be right. You know, we all have bills, we all have livelihoods that we need to maintain, and it has to be right for you and your family. But I do think that one thing that a lot of people forget is your body is talking to you. So, you know, when I was in DC, I was one of the youngest female directors. I was like scared to death every day. Every day I was like just so anxious and that's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I remember no like good. my hands would get no sweaty. Good. I'd start blushing. I mean, I was just so hard on myself and it was ridiculous, honestly. I mean, it was like perfectionist syndrome, imposter syndrome, afraid to, you know, mess it up for my team and things like that. And it was a great learning experience. I'm very grateful for it. But, you know, I look back and for while it was great, it, it, it probably wasn't right. You know, like when things are right, they're easy. There's no tension. There's no resistance. You're naturally flowing and you're in your flow. And I think um, I would urge people to pay attention to that and always remember that as great as companies can be, you really want to ask yourself, you know, what is my backup plan? You know, whether it's whether you're single or whether it's with a family, you, you always have to have a backup plan, a side hustle, a couple side hustles. You know, I think I know a lot of people right now they have, you know, they do network marketing, they do real estate, um, you know, they've got a side hustle or they're doing their corporate job and they don't take the big title with all the pressure. They take the medium job because they're able to build their own business. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think some people think, you know, their ego gets in their way of earning a dollar. So they'd rather get the managerial position or they'd rather have the director position and all the pressure and not be able to build their side hustle, which is their long term strategy as opposed to take the manager, be strategic about it and build this so you can phase out. And I think, you know, that would just be something that security is more important than ever, especially with COVID. I think the people that have jobs, so proud of you. I mean, it's a crazy world right now, but you can see that nothing is promised. You know, I, I think I when you have failed and won a lot, when you've been rich, when you've been poor, when you've had those things, like had those experiences, like you stay humble through it and you have to kind of remember, like, this is great now. Tomorrow's never promised, you know, and it's it's good to be confident in your own gifts, but not depend on somebody else to provide your sole livelihood. So just just from experience, totally what I recommend. <laughs> 
Bam, bam, bam. I love talking with you. I really do. It's it's like there's an echo chamber in my brain. Absolutely. It's, it's um yeah, it's it's I mean, for me, it was it was when I read the book, uh, I talk about a lot on my show, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And are you, are you familiar with that? No, I'm gonna have to yeah. write this down and read it. Yes, yes, yes. I have listened to it probably at least between five and ten times. I have read it a few times. And in it, it talks about being, are you operating, you know, it talks about being, you know, fulfillment in life and, and legacy and all these different things. But it says, you know, it asks the question, I can't remember what the other one. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So are you operating in your zone of greatness? Are you operating in your zone of excellence? And you think, okay, excellence, that's like the pinnacle. Or he says, are you operating in your zone of genius? And that was like, bam, like for me, I have a master's degree in organizational management. I've been, a, I was director of operations international. I could easily have been VP. I could easily go back to all that stuff. And when I was listening to that, I'm like, okay, leadership for me is excellent. You know, I have no problem doing it. I love doing it to a certain extent. Um, operations, not a problem. I could pick all that up. But when he said genius, he goes, when you're operating in your zone of genius, he goes, that's when you get the, that's when you start really living in life, not just existing in life and kind mm -hmm. of playing it safe and doing all this other shit. It's like, when you're in your zone of genius, you just flow with it. And so I have just researched so many different people um, who have operated from that, from that standpoint, who just say, I'm just going to keep dropping in. I'm just going to keep dropping in um and making that leap so for you guys out there thinking about that you have to like what you just said alex i thought that was brilliant don't take that extra job just because oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna get another five thousand dollars a year take that take that middle manager job so you can still have your hot side hustle and be able to make that happen because for me I'll, honestly alex through this process and thinking about going back to corporate especially being older and everything I never, ever, ever want to place my future in the hands of somebody who doesn't even know my fucking last name. Yeah. You know, I don't want to ever be another piece of paper. Like, let's print that out and see what we got here. Oh, well, if we get rid of those three people, you know, it's going to save us this. I know how it works. I've been in those meetings. I never want that experience again. And, yes. you know, is, is it scary? Absolutely. But how has the process been for you? I know you mentioned before you, you that you went into business with your mother. Talk to us about that and talk to us about that endeavor because it's really exciting and I love the creativity that you have behind it. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed to have a really close relationship with my mom and um, she's my best friend. And um, I've always been very proud of her. She was one of those few lucky ones that found her gift and her intrinsic passion as a two-year-old. <laughs> so she's an artist. She started drawing at the age of two and became one of the most highly published um, female American fashion illustrators in the country. I remember opening the New York Times as a kid and it would say Barbara Tyler Allfield for Calvin Klein, for Nordstrom's, for Dillard's, like all the top department stores. She'd draw all these amazing clothes. And prior to um, photography, that's how people would buy clothes. And um, photography disrupted the market. She shifted over into fine art, um, oil portraiture. At the same time, she was diagnosed with macular degeneration and considered oh. legally blind. Um, so, yeah. And she also got, you know, burned. You know, we're talking about this. She got laid off um, because the company went under. And so that was a really hard time for her. And you know, for your top sense to be interrupted, to get laid off, to be owed tons of money, to be, you know, a super successful breadwinner and then a disrupted market just totally rocks your world and nothing is promised anymore. There's no security. There's no stability. People aren't hiring for that. I mean, overnight, the industry changed. Yeah. And she said, screw it. I'm going to become a fine artist anyway i'm going to start painting and i was so proud of her and we ended up going to art shows we went to art expo new york we started taking her large like five by seven oil paintings going to palm beach florida all over and we noticed god the art world makes no sense like pricing artwork you know, it's totally subjective what people like. Collectors, who are these collectors? Where are they? How do you spot them at a show? Why does one piece of artwork go for $1 million and then another goes for like 50 bucks? You know, it really just doesn't make any sense. And I said, you know, people love your work, but 
people aren't buying big oil paintings anymore. They're, you know, we're such a consumerist society, 50% divorce rate. We're on the go. We don't stay in a place. So these big oil portraits aren't really being absorbed in the way that they used to be. So we said, let's take artwork to a more affordable price point from the gallery to the streets. And um, we started in April. Uh, we kind of been thinking about it in 2018 to 2019. And then um, April, uh, right after COVID uh, last year, we started, uh, we launched April 19th. And our company is called Sisumwa. And um, it has a meaning. Uh, so Sisu is an ancient Finnish term. And it's this, it's a big part of Finnish culture. And it basically means a strength in overcoming major adversities. So we all have this universal capacity, we can all tap into it. It's beyond grit. It's like, that moment where you get hit with something big in life, you know, the grandma that picks up the car when her grandchild is, you know, that something that's magical that doesn't make sense. We don't know how that happened. It's my mom who is legally blind in painting and winning art awards all over the world, you know, and I said, mom, you have this and everybody has this. And let's use that story to inspire others because Life is a series of win and fails, you know, and you have to get comfortable failing and you also have to trust in your own Sisu and your ability. So was is French for me. It means my strength in overcoming. And we have retail products, home goods, apparel, um, tech accessories, bags, and um, we put our artwork on it to inspire others. Beautiful. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to put the website in there in just a minute because I don't want people going there and going, I'm going to go shopping and not pay attention to what you guys are saying. Um, but first and foremost, I just got to come back here and say, hey, Darlene, she said superstars, Pamela Aubrey. Pam Pamela is actually one of my co-hosts. I'm her co-host on another show called Rainbows in Real Life. So we got to have you on there as well. So nice. Pamela, the best. Hey, Pamela. Uh, Darlene says, hello, Alexandra. Hey, Darlene. Darlene says, what you talk about is fire. Fire, 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 fire. Yes, fire. right back at you, girlfriend. <laughs> angel. Angel is an angel. She really is an angel. Good points. Absolutely. We got Robert Brooker in the house. Robert, what's up? He says, hey, Christopher, hey, and Alexandria, Darlene, Pam, Angel, me, and Jaime. Me and Jaime. Oh, is there Jaime in here? Uh, always, always joking around. Uh, and Angel says, good evening, Robert. So as always, guys, um, feel free to ask myself or Alexandra a question. This is, this is an interactive conversation. Uh, all of us are just sitting here at a bar or coffee shop, having a conversation. You guys kind of lean over and go, Hey, you know, tell me more about that. Marlene <laughs> Sanchez is in the house. She says, what's up? Hi there. Hi there. Um, so continue on with that story. And thank you for sharing that. One of the questions that kind of popped out of my brain as you were sharing that, and you talked about it before is, um, you have a great relationship with your mom. How is that working with somebody? Did you have to go into that with like a, a set of expectations like mom? Okay. We're mother daughter, but in this situation, I have this role. You have that role. Um, yeah. I can tell by the way you're, you're grinning that there, there, there's some, some stuff behind that, but uh, tell us a little bit about that, that diversity, because I would imagine people in this time are looking to go into business with their fellow family members. So I'm sure you yeah. have some tidbits to, to share. I'm laughing because it's raw and unscripted and everybody wants to get to the dirt and the juice and like, tell us the drama, like what's really going on. And we get that question. Um, we had that question last week, you know, someone, this lady was interviewing us and she said, so this question's for mom, like, how is it? And um, honestly, it's great. Like, you know, there's, we kind of have our roles. Um, my mom is, is the, her artwork is, the heart of the company. So every, we know that every product we create has our art on it. So that was easy. Um, we're lucky enough to have 40 years of retro fashion illustrations and fine oil portraiture. So it's not like she has to stay busy, constantly creating stuff. We've got cool stuff that we want to bring back. Um, you know, her role is um, she is so good and so wise and strategic and she's so humble. Like she would never tell you that, but her gut is always right. I mean, we did a sweatshirt for an example and I put some words on it and I said, do you, what do you think of these words? Like, are they too corny? Like I'm trying to inspire people here. Like, is this, 
<laughs> you know, is this like, I think it was, um, it was uh, deer prancing. It was actually um, wallpaper. It was an illustration that she did that uh, sold as wallpaper. And they were like these really beautiful deer, like prancing on a sweat. I think it's still on our website still. Um, but I, I put dance to the beat of your dreams on it. And like the corny one in me is like, oh God. But then I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> and I remember we were laughing about it. And she was like, ew, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And I, like I, yeah, I, and so like, I stuck with it for like a week. And then I looked at it. I was like, no, I'm going to take that down. So, you know, it's like there's moments where she she was right in that situation. Like I looked back at it, the design, the placement, it just wasn't in keeping with kind of what we were what we were focusing on, at least for our brand. Um, but that's, you know, we're new. We're we're stretching our wings. We're figuring out what's working, what's not working. Um, so she, we get along really well. Um, you know, I think as far as, you know, like interviews, like uh, she gets a lot of interviews for her work um, as a female in business um, and as a trendsetter in fashion um, and influencer. So, you know, that's kind of her focus where mine is more the business side of things and yeah. let's market the products and let's, you know, we, we'd love to get into wholesale. Um, so partnerships and stuff like that, but you know, we're, we're lucky, you know, so far it's been really fun and I wish we could travel and, and go to gift shows and stuff like that. But we just kind of, we have our little business meetings with our coffee and, you know, so far, so good. I mean, I'm sure there will be difficult days, but as, as with everything, but things have been really, we've been very lucky. Nice. That's beautiful. I mean, that's what amazing way to really spend quality time with you, with your mom. I mean, I heard a study or I heard a report one time and I, I, I've heard it various times. So it's kind of, I have to believe it's true. They said, once you get to be, I can't remember, I think it was like the age of 30, the amount of hours you spend with your parents on average is something like 20 before they die. When you think about, you see them for family, get together, how much time you really spend with your parents. And it's, it makes my hair stand on end. I mean, both, my, I didn't know my dad, but my mom's been dead for eight, nine years or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So you get that opportunity to spend that time with her and, and develop those memories. I mean, even for me and COVID being able to spend time with my son, I mean, that's, that's stuff that leaves an imprint and leaves a legacy in your heart. You can look back on your memories later on and be like, oh my God, I had so many amazing moments with them, with her. Um, kind of segueing to the, the the segments we've talked about in going from corporate and going into this op, this this business, was it a side hustle or was it something you jumped into? And the second part of that question is, did you know what you're going to be doing or did you have to like, whoo, I got to figure this out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, it was... Um... I, it wasn't a side hustle at the time. I um, actually got laid off and that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it did. Feel good, does it? No. I mean, you're, you're no longer important anymore. We don't need I, you anymore. You know, I think like every ego takes a hit. You know, if that happens, oh. you're like, no, like it, it feels like rejection. But now I've, I've realized like I'm very grateful for those experiences because life is a series of opportunities and you're either gonna win by making the right decision and gain confidence from it or you're going to lose and fail and learn from it and we're not here to just build con die and you know build confidence it's really to learn so when i fail now i just kind of laugh and i think all right lesson learned i got it you know sucked at the time but i'm sure there's going to be more silver linings um but anyway i was laid off my mom and I had been talking about it. I think I picked up a waitressing job. I hadn't waitressed in like, like I finished my master's like a, a month later and then I picked up a waitressing job. And that was a lot harder than I remembered. It was like fine dining. And here I am like slinging fish, like left and right. And like, you know, like presenting wine, which became so stressful for me at the time. And oh my God, it was, it's like a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> You want to drink this or not? That's what I'd be like. Yeah, I know. No, it was like debone a fish table side, like present the vintage, you know, walk around the table, open the bottle. And here I am like 
in my thirties. And I'm like, I look like I've never opened a bottle of wine before. I got like major performance anxiety about you. Didn't your, you didn't use your mouth. Did you? No. <laughs> you didn't go old school like, Hey, <laughs> I remember thinking like, I need to get one of those, those like big automatic wine openers and just like pull it out. And that way there's like none of this stuff that you have to do. Anyway, I'm like struggling through those experiences, just trying to get some holiday cash to buy people holiday presents. <laughs> and um, it was like really tough money though. I have like major respect for servers, especially now. Like that's, it's a lot harder than it looks. Um, anyway, at that point we had kind of talked about it and um so I had free time. I thought, all right, I got some cash, time to go back. Let me focus on you know, our dreams. And um, my why is I believe in her. I believe in her message. I believe it can inspire people. And I wanted that experience together. And so we had to learn Shopify, had to learn digital marketing. It's really, you know, it's, it's a lot. You know, you're constantly learning, um, but it's been awesome. It, it's been really good. And it wasn't a side hustle. It was kind of all in just by the circumstances. Wow. And so uh, what has been the, uh, whoops, what has been the, what has been the, let me try to get this down. Hide. Stop. 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 <laughs> fingers. Tech stuff is always so fun, right? Fingers. I got fingers. <laughs> um, what has been, if you could look back in that process, what, would you recommend to somebody if they were thinking about doing this, what would be like a few suggestions you would consider uh, going into business for yourself and making that transition from a corporate job? Yeah. I mean, in an ideal situation, have some cash stacked up or have your partner be able to take care of you uh, when you're figuring it out. Um, you know, so it wasn't really ideal to be laid off and go into it, but I also, I, I was supported. So I was able to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say if you can stay employed and have this be your side hustle until it's ready to run on your own. Um, as far as like tips, like, gosh, I was just I just talked to as many people as possible. I'm pretty honest about where we're at, what we need to learn. Um, I realize that, you know, I'm as, as humble as like I'm figuring it out myself, you know, like it's part of the process. And I've, I've very blessed with some amazing, wonderful people in my life that I've reached out to some of my friends and I'm like, I have a girlfriend, she's helping us with social media and she put her cat on Instagram in no way. Probably, yeah. probably gets more likes than my motivational stuff. It has 1200 followers on Instagram. And I was like struggling to reach like 100 at the time, like, to, you know, to my friends, can you please follow me so I can get some analytics and stuff <laughs> and I reached out to her? And I'm like, girl, your cat, like help me. Like, and, and she's like, I love you. I'm like, no, I want to hire you. Like, I want to pay you. You know, I, I believe in right. your service. you should be paid for it. And I, and so my advice is reach out to the people that you know, that are talented, that love you, that believe in you because they can help you. But at the same time, have a completely objective group because they love you and you need to hear what sucks. And <laughs> the people that love you, you know, might not be able, they, they might love you too much to say that or just have rose colored glasses on, you know, with you. So um, I, I think it's a balance. I, I'd also you know, I think it's hard to learn your target market at first, um, especially oh, yeah. because a lot of your family and friends are there and those aren't really your target market either. So um, I would say stay humble, reach out. If it was normal life, I'd say go to um, like take some classes or like entrepreneurial things, but you can do that stuff online. Um, I did just get a really some really good books, which I can like post in the comments of stuff yeah. that I've been reading. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of trust your gut, I would say, and stop being afraid to do it. Just do it because it's not going to get done unless you do it. So I just say, stop, cut the crap and just start doing it and see what okay. happens. <laughs> you just got to get going. You got to stop being a perfectionist. You got to stop worrying about, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Well, we'll figure it out. 
You know, yeah. that's part of my, that's part of what I do in coaching is, is I sit there and I'll, I'll give somebody says, Oh, I have this goal. And I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. And the one, one component that I really add to it is like, okay, what could happen? What, yeah. could, what could derail? Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out right now. So when you go into it, you're, you're feeling a little bit more confident, like, okay, if this happens, then I know I got plan A, B and C and D, but at the same time, don't overformulate shit, you know, go out there. I think general Patton said something about, you know, a beautifully executed plan never done is crap. And I'm paraphrasing and yeah. a violently uh, shitty plan is awesome. That's a, yeah. that's a super, that's a super paraphrase. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got to jump. I've talked about it uh, so many times, the Steve Harvey video, if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. Steve Harvey jump, you know, it, you're going to get some cuts and bruises. You're going to, you're going to yeah. get scraped up. You're going to, you're going to have fear. Um, but Alex, I have a, I have a question before you, before I segue into something else that yeah. I've been really super intrigued about. And, uh, what do you, I'll try to, I'm phrasing the question different ways to see if the answers change, but what do you, what do you consider your best? You know, and I'm sitting there thinking about one day I was like, I did the best I could. And then I stopped. I'm like, Chris, did you really do your best? And it caused me to kind of get in this, you know, coaching cycle of coaching myself. I'm like, that's a really good question. You know, where did it come from? Oh, did you do the best you could? Yeah. Okay. It's a get out of free, free jail card when we're kids, but how do you define your best? And, uh, kind of talk to about that. Wow, that is an incredible question. And it's definitely one that we should ask ourselves. And I can totally see how that would be a mind F, you know, like you start like, what is my best? Like, mm -hmm. what did my best look like yesterday? What's it look like tomorrow? Now that I've learned this? How do I measure this? You know, I think <clears throat> one thing that it was a game changer for me was just trusting my gut. And I realized that if you start there, you're already going in confident with what you're feeling is the right thing. So if you fail, you think to yourself, well, you know what? At the time it made sense because of A, B, and C, I felt that was the right decision. And I did my best for the information I was given internally and listening to myself and also externally looking at all the information around me. So you have to start there. I think I always kick myself when I don't. So I don't, I think my, my gut has never really let me down. I'm usually right. There's some off chances where there's a miss, miss call and judgment, but I think we all have that. That's our gift. You know, when your body's talking to you, when you're getting chills, when you're like, Ooh, I'm feeling that that's on point. So if you're starting there, you're, going to be in a much more likelihood. It's, it's going to be much more likely that it's going to go well for you um, in doing your best and responding to that within yourself. So I start there. I, you know, I, I try to put intention toward that and believe that the best will happen. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes anxiety and experiences get the best of you and you know that it's just kind of messed up. Um, and that's where I say, okay, that wasn't my best. Like I didn't handle that the best I could. And obviously there's some inner work that needs to happen um, for me to approach that more in the future. So, you know, I journal about things. I look within, I'm doing like workout challenges and stuff. You know, you always have to be developing because you're only as good as what you put in. So, um, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and don't even think about like, there's a right or wrong way to answer that question. I have asked that question um, so many times and it, it, people are just like, you know, that's a great question. And it's like, you know, really, when you think about it for me, honestly, and I'll share this with everybody, I'm kind of a sadistic fuck sometimes uh, as, as positive and motivational as I am. I think about, I know from my coaching and how many years I've been doing it now, I know that most people will do things to avoid pain. Tony Robbins talks about you either do things to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Most people do things to avoid pain, but eventually that pain, that threshold will get great enough to where people will take action. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I love to do is, is to be able to create that pivot point for people to have that, that, that epiphany that, you know, yeah. like you said before, life is short and you have to make, you have to make those sacrifices in your life to be able to get where it is that you want to go. And for me, the best is like, if somebody came and say, Hey, Chris, like if I said, you know, Hey, Alex, I need to raise, you know, $20,000 for, or Hey, Alex, give me $20,000. I need to, I need to do a marketing campaign. You'd be like, okay, we'll go out and go out and raise it. Oh man, that'd be too much work. 
However, you switch that, you switch that scenario and somebody walks into my house and says, puts a gun to my son's head and says, Hey, if you don't raise $20,000 by the end of the week, legally, you can't not legally and morally and ethical. You have to do it honestly. Otherwise I'm gonna pull the trigger. Guess who just got fucking resourceful? Guess who just went, hey, how many different sites are there? How many different things? Do I have to go stand on the street corner and wave a sign? Hey, please, we that's our best. And that's a sadistic way of looking at it. But again, that is our best. I get chills thinking about it. If somebody told me right now, go raise $20,000, I'd be like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. No, I would figure out, okay, I'm going to sleep for an hour and wake up and do something. We would find our best. And that's something that just excites me so much. Um, I want to be respectful. That's such a great point. And up the ante, up the stakes, challenge yourself. You know, I think that's such a great point. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And it's something for all you guys to ponder as well. Um, just think about what it is that your best is. People sit there and say, you know, I'm not happy with the results I'm getting. I'm like, what are you putting in? You know, what are you putting in? We were talking earlier. Um, you and I were talking about earlier. Uh, you're doing 75 hard, right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that girl in the water. Don't forget that water, darling. This has to be drank by midnight tonight, guys. Like, pray mm. for me. These you just better go squat on the pot and read a book. Oh my god! Like, I'm not gonna get any sleep. Like, this is like this is. Do it, do it. Chug, <laughs> chug just one line while you're on the show. Just chug one line. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> Literally, I'm, like, I'm like if it was beer, like, I would say do it. They were like, "Do you know how to chug?" I was like, "Not really. It's like not going well." And would you say pretend it's alcohol? I'm like, "Gosh, like that would probably be like if it's a shot or something." But it's it's Jack Daniels. Oh, we got some more comments in here. Marlene says, uh, "Let's see." Oh, um, oh, Eric Swanson's in the house. What's up, Eric Swanson? He and I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been on or no, I'm not. I was thinking of house party. What is Clubhouse? You haven't been on Clubhouse? You gotta get on Clubhouse, dude. It's crazy. Uh Eric and I have been doing it. Um yeah, in a sense, it's it's new social media application that's all voice based. So you I you I think you're I think you're old enough to remember this. Uh do you remember phone lines, chat lines way back in the old days? Yeah. No, you don't. You're you're younger than I am. Phone lines, like yeah, like chat lines. You would jump on the line, and it would just bunch be be a bunch of people chatting. So this is this is a way more executive style of that. So imagine that you're going to a huge conference. Just pick like the, the just pick a huge ginormous conference. Like part of its personal development, part of its financial investing, part of its real estate, part of its spirituality, part of its you know uh, horseback riding. And you walk in, you're like you know what? It's kind of like a, like a mall. You go into the food court and you're like, I'm feeling like a corn dog today. I'm feeling like Chinese. You go in there and you go into a room. It's like, just imagine like being in a big hall. You go into a room, you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down, sit in the back. Somebody like may see you. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially yeah. it is, but it's more like a, it's becoming virtual stages. And the, the most important aspect of it, it's not really how it works is so many people, because it's in beta version, so many people are on there like huge movers and shakers like Grant Cardone and all the different, um, I become fast friends with Forbes Riley. I'm going to be on her show tomorrow. Whoa, that's awesome. Congratulations. At least you know who she is. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to get, I definitely need to join you guys on this. I'm glad yeah, it's, it's hot. It's hot. So let me know if you're interested. I mean, if you have an iPhone. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, if you're really interested, let me know. Um, but yeah, um, so Eric's in the house. I don't want to get sidetracked. I do that too easily anyway. Marlene <laughs> says you have to find out what makes you really happy and you're willing to take the roller coaster ride. Yeah, so and true. it is a ride. I mean, that's that's the beauty of being alive, is like really it's like, oh yeah, I'm alive. I'm 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 living before I was just existing. Marlene also says what you are developing in yourself, what you are developing in yourself as you are helping. Oh, what are you developing in yourself as you're helping your mom? Oh, that's a great one. Thank you, Marlene. Thank you, Marlene. That is a great question. I actually, you know what? I'm journaling and that has been really cool. I mean, it sounds so like kind of boring, but I literally recently um, just pulled pulled out a journal and, and like I'm like three days in and I do a, like a meditation every morning. I write down what's going on you know, what fears, what anxieties am I afraid of? Let's work through them. Let's rewire. Let's build affirmations around overcoming those challenges for yourself. It's really funny how quickly you can shift things in your mind. It's so quick. Like these are things that I have struggled with like crap I've been carrying for a couple of years. And I, I wrote it down and I thought, I don't even want those things anymore, you know, like done. And I'm sure it was just a good day. I mean, let's be honest, there's going to be some work that goes into that, but journaling is huge. Like we have to put in the work. Yeah. 
journaling. Great, great answer. I mean, I could actually just build on that. Um, well, there's somewhere on there. Oh yeah, here's my here's one of my journals. So yeah. I did, what, what I do with mine is actually I went out and spent some money. Not not a lot. It was like twenty bucks or something like that. But it's a real nice one. I think it's from the Secret or something. Yeah, it is. I recognize the symbol, the S. Yeah. So it's a Secret Gratitude book. Um, and on one side of the page, I sit there and write what I'm grateful for. On one side of the page, it's gratitude, and the other side are intentions. So every day I'm like, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. And usually I add things and change things. Some things are consistent. And then I set my intentions, like, what are my intentions? And like you said so beautifully, it's amazing, Alex. You know, most people or some people get up in the morning, like the first thing they say is, Oh fuck. <laughs> I just gotta get through the day. And you know, on Monday, everybody says I hate you. It sucks. It's awful. Like the most exciting thing is your coffee and the hot shower. And you just stand there and you think, I don't want to do this. I've been there. I mean, I, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there and and, and we talked about the proverbial masks that have been going on since COVID. But again, you know, when you wake up and you say, God, you know, what kind of life is that? What kind of, what kind of experience is that? Are you going to look back when you're 78 years old and go, wow, I really am glad that I did that. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, I was going somewhere with that and then I completely forgot about it, but in the interest of time, because we could easily talk all day long. Um, uh, Eric says, this girl is good. No, she is great. Eric. Thank you. Is he the one that you go to this? What is it called? Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I've done them with him. I do them with a bunch of different people. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome people. He's actually Mr. Awesome. Um, uh, Colleen says you have to drink the majority of it before 3 p.m. every single day. Actually, she just did. She just completed 75 hard. Oh, my God. Congratulations, girlfriend. That is amazing. I'm like on day 15, and it's I'm still training myself on this, obviously. Good oh, did, you, did you see those videos I sent you? I did. I Well, for those that <laughs> don't like, have you ever know. Done, have you ever done this before? I'm like, here, let me send you a video playlist on YouTube. Of yes. 75 hard. Well, you posted your big water bottle and people were like, yes. And, and then I sent you one and then I'm like, you would love 75 hard. You're like, I already did that. Like I already know what that's about. <laughs> so yesterday. Catch up. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great program. He actually just published a book. Um, and I haven't purchased it yet. Actually, Andy Frisella, um, I used to be a huge, huge fan of his when he did the MF CEO project. It's a podcast. You guys can still see it. He shifted gears and kind of went, a little bit more political and I don't know, but anyways, the 75 hour program is awesome. Uh, so Carl, uh, Colleen did that and, uh, it's awesome. amazing. Robert says that that gallon is in the form of Southern brewed iced tea. That gallon will be gone in an hour. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Marlene says journaling is not boring. I, 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 I real your, I feel your, I feel something. I, I, your reflection. I feel yeah. your reflection. I feel something. <laughs> Good. She's been, drinking. She's been drinking. No, actually, journaling is absolutely. I um, yeah, I still have it. For 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 the last, I don't know how many years, literally years since 1998, I started journaling with a digital voice recorder. Uh, when Dragon Naturally Speaking was out, and I used to just talk into this, hook it to my computer, have it transcribed. Never read it. I have it since 1998. Oh of, my as, god. Yeah, as part of writing my my upcoming books, um, I have I have actual you know narration of what I was going through in, in that period of my life. So yeah, journaling. Absolutely. You got to get those emotions and those feelings out. Um, Chris, your story is so incredible. Like I think the first time we met, I was like, well, we met, you know, this way I was like, you have to write a book. You're like, girl, I'm already doing that too. Books coming. So that's mm -hmm. fantastic. You'll have to let us all know when it comes out. No, nah, I'm going to keep it quiet. I'm going to keep it quiet. I'm a quiet guy. I'm a quiet guy. Um, <laughs> She says it completely changed me mentally and physically. Absolutely. What's up, Dindo? Oh, I can't read that. Megan Dang Umaga Chris. Did I do it? Did I? Uh, I Yeah, I probably screwed that up. You know what? Everybody's trashed on here. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah, it completely changed. Okay. Um, um, it is your real reflection. Yes. There yeah, we go. Thank you, Marlene. Uh, Dindo says, hello, hello, Alexandra. Okay, Dinseo. Um, we got some language we don't know here. Yeah. Uh, Colleen <laughs> says, wow. Colleen says, that's awesome, Chris. Robert <laughs> says, live transcribed from the Google Play Store is free, fast, basic, but it works well for me. Right on. So we've been talking a lot about how we met. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about a, a, an organization that uh, is very near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um, 
this one, helphealhumanity.org. Um, you and I both kind of came into this knowing uh, meeting Serena Buffalino, the amazing Serena Buffalino. She's um, amazing. Yeah, talk to uh, talk to me about that side of your of your personality of your of your legacy that you want to leave and being involved with Help Heal Humanity. Yeah, so I guess like in a previous corporate role, I designed our um, our team bonding activities, and they were all about philanthropy. So going out in the community, giving back, and healing corporate crap through through giving back and service and really getting some perspective. And that, I realized that that was a big thing that I love to do um, and wasn't working, was doing our own thing here. We had a mutual friend who we interviewed for a Sisu story, um, which are these heroes that rise above Super excited for your Sisu story next month. Cannot wait. Our first man Sisu story. It's going to be amazing. Um, But this this lady, uh, Viviana Puello, amazing woman. She's our first Sisu story on our website. Said, you have got to meet this woman, Serena. She has to do a Sisu story. And so she just connected us. And girlfriend and I were like, oh, my God. Like, just love you across, like, just really connected with her. And, um, I said, well, we have to feature you now that I know your story. We, we, uh, just launched it last month. It's on our website. She's this incredible woman. I think Elle magazine named her as one of the most influential women in Canada. She's a teacher. Um, she works with at risk youth. She, she's traveled all over the world doing that. She's won awards for, um, you know, taking um, service as a way to heal others and um, empowering children to believe in themselves. And through that, ended up going down to Haiti after the 2010 earthquake with these kids and saying, let's give back on a much larger level. Let's build a school. And this is a story Chris and I know well, because we serve on the board and that's how we met. Um, But you know, it's just this incredible story. And she's a yogi and she raises all this money to go down to feed, empower and educate children and at-risk youth around the world. Haiti's just one of the locations. And so a portion of our proceeds are donated to help heal humanity. Um, The more I learned about her, the more I felt passionate about it. Uh, She reached out to both you and I, and we are so fortunate and lucky to be on the U.S. board. I think we have our first official board meeting next week. Um, so yeah, I, I couldn't be more happy to be part of it. And um, it's amazing how the universe works to bring people together that are like-minded. And, you know, that just comes down to trusting and saying yes and seeing where it takes you. But she's amazing and shout outs and love to her. She's fantastic, wonderful person. She she truly is. I couldn't have said what you just said any better. So thank you for saying that. Um, let's see, where is it? Yeah. Uh, Colleen says Serena Buffalino is frigging amazing. Um, she's, she's a actually, little angel. <laughs> she, she really is. She's, she's just a powerhouse. She's just a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has been on the Ron Unscripted show twice. She's been on the other show, The Unfiltered Experience, which used to be called The Friday Night Live. She's been on that show once or twice. Um, she's been like the highest repeat guest because she has so much passion, so much energy. Yeah. She's straight to the core of what's going on. I mean, she gave up uh, a, a comfortable teaching career, making six figures, five hours a day, you know, summers off. And she's like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to pitch all that to the curb and go out there and work in extraordinarily dangerous situations. Um, yeah. go give, go give light and love to people who thought that, you know, the world forgot them. So yeah, yeah I'm with, I'm with you. I'm, ex- I'm super excited. Um, to see where this takes us. And I know it's going to be massive. And I love what you said about recognizing Serena. I mean, I joke around with her sometimes and I'm like, you're going to be mother Teresa with a foul mouth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you're going to be the mother Teresa and be like, no, you. She's um, the one you want to party with too. She's like the mother Teresa that you know is awesome and a badass at the same time. Like she is so cool and somebody that is really living their gift uh, to their full potential. She's amazing. Yes. And I have to, I would be remiss if I didn't, I didn't personally say, and I've mentioned this to you now, uh, is Patricia Geigich. Um, she has, she introduced me to Serena and then Serena introduced me to you. And so Patricia, thank you. I love you. I'm not sure if you're watching right now. I know you've got a lot of things going on and I mentioned you as well. She's in the art world. 
So it would be, and I know those, you guys are going to collide and, and connect. So um, thank you for sharing that. Um, in the interest of time, we're about 59 minutes and 22 seconds. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, um, thank you guys. Christopher is one of the quietest guys I know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm her co-host for a reason. I'm her co-host for a reason. She's like, I don't feel like talking. Can you just say something? I'm like, yeah, I'll figure out something. I'm just kidding. Marlene says on the call tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh Marlene asks, do you meditate? Absolutely. Journaling time, workout time, coffee time. I do. How's yeah. that process been for you? I mean, for me, for me, meditation, I, I think I told you before I'm ADHD on crack. So it's like it is, it's I'm I'm getting better at it. But surely, how is meditation for you? Are you able to escape all the noise of your brain? Yeah, if I'm stressed, I'll go out and walk. And then I'll usually walk down to the harbor and look at the water. And after that exercise and kind of moving, then you can focus. Um, but usually in the morning, it's quiet. And I'll just kind of have my coffee, affirmations, gratitude, work out the crap that's going on if it's happening. Hopefully, I didn't have any nightmares the night before. <laughs> yeah, nightmares what? No, but like, you know, sometimes you wake up and you feel weird. You're like, oh no, like it felt so real. So like, no, I don't. But sometimes you can wake up and your energy's off and you need to reset, um, especially on big days and whatnot. But yeah, sometimes it's hard, but yeah, it's a practice, you know? Yes, yes, yes. In the words of Serena Buffalino, yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> so, um, so tell people where they can get a hold of you. Here's uh, here's the website. I hope I spelled it right. S I S U M O I. You got it. That's it. That's yeah. Basic. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard her talk about the artwork. You heard her talk about her relationship with her mom. You talk. You heard her talk about the uniqueness of the product. Please go visit and support this amazing endeavor. I mean, you think about what to give your your friends and your family. Oh, they have everything. Go give them something unique. That is one of the greatest gifts you can get when you just take a little bit extra time and you get them something. So, if they're into art and whatnot, please go visit the website, support them, and help support also help heal humanity. And I love you guys for doing that. Um, Final, final comments. It's been such a blast having you on here, Alex. Um, where can people connect with you personally? You know what? Um, we have our contact information on our website. We also have a phone number um, and email is uh, my first initial last name at csumwa.com or support at csumwa.com. Email us. You can call us. I'd love to connect with whoever, but I'm so grateful and honored for the show and, and being on here with you, Chris, like you are so awesome and people need this right now, just connecting with others and sharing some wisdoms as we all kind of navigate the crazy right now. But, um, I'm very grateful for you featuring me and sending love to everybody and, um, can't wait to connect with you all hopefully soon. <laughs> Awesome, Alex. Thank you so much. You have been a, uh, a breath of fresh air um, in here, just speaking from the heart and being so congruent and just being honest and transparent. I love that about you. Um, we all need to be more like that. And so thank you for being like that because because the more of us that are like that, the more people to be like, you know what, I need to be like that. And perhaps we can make the world a better place just for finally becoming who we are and who we're meant to be. So thank you. I am going to put you in the backstage area and close out the show. Don't go anywhere. I will see you. You will be back. You want to come back on the Ron and Scripted show sometime? Yeah, let's do it. I'm okay. ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, part two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Alex, hang on one sec. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no boys and girls. We have language in this house. Um, there you have it. A minute and three seconds or an hour and three seconds. An hour and three seconds and seven tenths of a second if you want to be freaking uh, spot on. So here's where I wrap the show up. Wow. Um, thank you so much, Alex, for being a part of the show and truly just being an awesome person. I mean, uh, can you see the electricity? Can you see the energy? Can you see the passion? Can you see the freedom in how she and I talk with each other? Um, it's just, it's just, it's natural. It's congruent. It's, it's a, it's a connection. And I encourage you guys stop living in isolation, go out and make these connections. Like she said, so brilliantly, if COVID had not happened, I do not know what I would be doing right now. And I was already, I mean, I would probably be doing the same thing, but because of that, it forced me out of my comfort zone to start connecting and start engaging with people. I was always the lone wolf. I could do it all by myself, but I started connecting with people. And through this process, I have met so amazing, so many amazing individuals that I have made the promise that I want to meet in person. Whenever COVID lifts, whenever I can start traveling again, be invited as a speaker, 
whatever it is that we're going to do. A bunch of us have talked about getting a huge motorhome and just traveling the United States and saying, Hey, we're in Peachtree, Georgia. We're going to go look up Mark Gasser. Hey, you know, we're over here we're in Michigan. We're going to go see K, you know, just having a big party, but go out there and take these risks. Don't live comfortably miserable. Don't live in the, the shadow of what if, you know, cause trust me, trust me, you know, life is a blip. It is a blip. I just, I mean, I just heard a story of a guy who was 48 years old, massively successful, massive wealth, massively happy, dead, gone. Money, all that other stuff, gone. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is if you drop dead right now, can you look back on the last five minutes of your life and say, hey, I spent that well. I spent that well. How many minutes a day do you get? Think about it. Do you spend them well? I think I can't remember. I used to, I used to use that as a speaking thing. I think it was like a, how many minutes in a day? 1,068, if I remember right. If I gave you, no, it's 3,000. What is it? Somebody quote me on that. It's like 3,000, something like that. If I gave you $3,000, what would you do with it? If you had to give it back at the end of the day, would you, would you have any left? No. So how are you spending your time? What are you focusing on? You have to get off your ass. You have to get out of your own way. You have to get around the right people to be able to be successful and truly have the freedom in your life to make the impact that you want to leave. It's not, you don't play the someday game. The someday game is shifting massively right now. Get connected, get on social media, figure out what it is that the legacy you want to leave and get to work and figure out what your best is. We talked about that here on the show. What is your best? Figure out what is your personal best. If you could just answer that question and message me, I would love to hear what your answer is because think about it in terms like I did. I have to go sadistic. If somebody put a gun to my son's head, I would figure shit out really quick. Um, so that's what I use. I'm like, okay, use something else. You know, Am I setting the example for so-and-so? What would I, what would, would I be proud to tell, you know, whoever your mentor is, Hey, this is how I spent my day today. You know, it's good to have off days and whatnot, but, um, yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much for this. If you're watching on the live, thank you for the comments, Colleen, Robert, JR, what's up, JR, Angel, uh, Dindo. Thank you so much for being here. Marlene, Pamela. I love you, Marlene. Uh, let's see, Robert, of course you're a rock star, misfit for life, Eric Swanson, um, Darlene, you are amazing. Can't wait to meet you. Um, just all you beautiful souls. Thank you for supporting the Ron Unscripted Show. Make sure you have it in your calendar every single Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the last thing, if you're still watching this, if you are struggling, if you are struggling, if you're struggling to know what you want to do, if you're struggling with where to go, if you're just struggling, please reach out to me. Reach out to me, private message me, send me an email, Christopher at ChristopherRosh.com. However you got to do it, I'll send you my calendar and we'll, we'll arrange a free complimentary kick-ass coaching session for you, get you on the right path of where you need to go and see where you want to go next and see how I can help you. That is free. That's complimentary. It's from my heart to your hands to make sure that you're on the right foot and taking the right steps that you need to be doing. If you're watching this show, that's my invitation to you guys. I love you. Stay kick-ass. We have a great show coming up again next week. And uh, as always, make sure that you're part of the solution, not part of the problem. And uh, let's make the earth a better place of who for who we are and what we do. I love you guys. Stay, stay classy and stay